0: Previously on the Tony Kornizer Show. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me at that dinner, and it may have been the dinner I was inducted in, or it may have been one of the dinners that I hosted, but it was when Rob 80s was still walking the earth, and I was hungry, and there was a long buffet line, and Rob would go up to the front of the buffet line, and he would, and there's always a woman at the front of the buffet line, and Rob would say, Excuse me, dear, excuse me. Tony really needs to get something to eat. And I was, and Rob would just take me right to the front. Excuse me, dear. It was just so great. The Tony
1: Kornheiser Show is on
0: now. Rob used to say he didn't go to law school. He went to Miami. Uh, and Rob also used to say that there was a difference. To, he would say if, we, if there was a problem with a contract uh, that we were trying to do, Rob would say... Is there an issue, or is there a problem? An issue Rob could deal with, a problem. Rob put on camouflage and went in with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rob was that kind of lawyer. Rob was the greatest.
2: I, always tell was, oops, sorry. I sorry. could always tell when it was a contract year because I would get that Woodmont golf invite, just the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> or get a shirt. taken out to lunch at the Palm. Get a, a shirt or something cocktail. like that. One of those dinners,
0: by the way, one of those induction dinners, Red Auerbach was there. And how old were you? About eight or nine? Uh, yeah, couldn't be old, older than 10. You know, and then I introduced Red to Michael, and Michael just later on said, who was that old man? For that context, used? this was the mid-90s. Yeah. So now I'm that old man <laughs> that Michael will introduce his children to or something like that. From Justin Kazana... Um, he writes, they're getting so much snow in Erie, Pennsylvania, they had to cancel tonight's concert by Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Oof. That's where the Oneaters are from. Right. Erie, Pennsylvania. How much do they go? That's right near Buffalo. Right, yeah. Well, uh, six buffalo, feet.
3: Yeah, up to six feet in Buffalo. Six and feet. I believe Captain Geach, they were playing at the Villa Pianos by the airport, I believe. Yeah. So that's too bad.
0: Uh, we got this lovely letter, and I didn't read it last week. It, it's on the subject of Connie Mack from Bob Titus in Chardon, Ohio. If you remember, We had uh, Dan Byrne seem to think that Connie Mack had to do with the Philadelphia Phillies when it was, in fact, the Philadelphia Athletics, who later became the Kansas City Athletics, who later became the Oakland Athletics. Soon to become the Las Vegas Athletics. That's right. And he writes, Dear Tony and crew, about a week ago, you were discussing Connie Mack and whether he was associated with the Phillies or the Philadelphia Athletics. One rarely hears his name anymore, and I perked up immediately, as I recall the day I met him. Sorry I'm late. My grandfather had taken me to Cleveland Municipal Stadium one summer afternoon. A colder and more miserable stadium never existed. But on that day, in either 1950 or 1951, the sun was bright as we sat almost alone in the upper deck above right field of the cavernous structure, watching the A's take batting practice. It was great to be alive. Suddenly, Pop turned to me and said, You know who that is? Pointing across the aisle and about half a dozen rows back. And believe it or not, I did. Probably from a baseball card in my collection. Cornelius McGillicuddy. What a name. I turned around and there he sat, legs crossed, elegantly dressed in a dark suit, white tie, a white shirt and tie, his boater hat atop. I didn't know it then, but he was the far end of his long career as a player, manager, and owner. He would pass away in just a few years in 1956, the year I graduated from high school. Yes, I am that old. I walked up to him and asked politely if he would sign my program. He nodded, smiled, and signed it. No words. I remember it as if it was just last summer, idyllic times. We attended many Indians games. Can't call them Indians anymore. Of course, now they're the Guardians. In the early 50s, driving the 30 miles from our home in the small town of Painesville, a pass through along US 20, then the most common way to motor from the northeast coast to the northwest coast. My major tribe memory from those years involved the great and fascinating Satchel Paige, my all-time favorite Indian. Page was the starter that night. I watched as he came out of the dugout and stopped along the first base side to say hello to his fans, where someone promptly handed him a black cat. (laughs) Satch stroked the cat as he took his usual slow, lengthy strides to the mound where he gently placed the animal on the ground. As I said, those were wonderful times for some of us, but then as now, there was that. And you understand about the black cat, of course. So I have to include a poem that's haunted me since I came across it years ago, To Satch by Samuel Allen. Sometimes I feel like I will never stop. Just go on forever till one fine morning. I'm going to reach up and grab me a handful of stars, swing out my long, lean leg and whip three hot strikes, burning down the heavens, and look over at God and say, how about that? Anyway, I came back from college one day only to discover that my mom had gotten sick of my junk taking up so much of our small home and chucked the whole lot, top baseball card collection included. Goodbye, Mr. Mack. That's a great, Michael, is that not a great and beautiful email? Beautiful. Just, It's lovely. Just so lovely. But let me get to some of the big stories that we wanted to start with. We got the Greg Garcia thing, which I'll get to later. (laughs) Because of my sciatica and because of the pain that I'm in, I did nothing. I did not play golf this weekend. It was very cold. I don't know that I would have played, but I can't. My back is bad. My legs are bad. Everything about me is bad, and I have to take pills. So I watched a lot of sports on television particularly college sports. You know I'm going to watch the red zone, but college sports. Every one of the top four teams had a tough day. Every one of them was involved in a close game. Every one of them could have gone the other way. Every single one of them. Well, maybe not Georgia. But Georgia was involved in a tough game all day. The endings of the TCU and Michigan games were fabulous. If you had just seen the ending of the Michigan game, that would have been enough for you, but the TCU ending was even better. And the reason the TCU ending was even better is because they, on third down, ran a play. They have no timeouts. It's under 30 seconds, and they ran a play. And then they got the field goal team out, and the field goal kicker kicked it with two seconds to go. And whoever is the coach of special teams at TCU deserves to have his salary doubled. Because there's no team I've ever seen that can, in 15 seconds, get their field goal team out there and make that work. Yeah, it was amazing. That was tremendous. And they'll, still, that's not the story. Kirk Cousins stinking the joint out is not the story. The story of the weekend belongs to Michael
2: Philip Kornheiser and something he received on Saturday. Oh, you want me to tell... This is Friday afternoon. I am going to pick up young Bootsy from elementary school, and I see a FedEx truck uh, pull up behind the car. Hey, excuse me. This your, this your address? Yes. you Jordan a workout bike? I don't think so. Maybe got the street too over. He pulls out a bike, and what does it say on the side of the box? The electric <laughs> e-bikes XP3.0 e-bike Oof. in black with some blue finish. So this sits in our kitchen, kitchen, you know, family room. Walker of course comes home and assumes that he has a two-wheeler, a boy who has never even tried training <laughs> Two- wheels, but is now sitting atop uh, the box as if he's just a monkey. So of course his younger brother, who has to follow him everywhere, jumps up on there too. We have to deal with that as we come back from the zoo. Why didn't I get a stuffed animal? When can I get a two wheeler? We're trying to you know plan some of those bigger, bigger gifts out. We open the bike, and I rode it over to your house. Sam, I'm coming over. I said, do you have a helmet?
0: No, no, I'm coming over. And you just you rode it. Off into it. the sunset. You but you rode it, <laughs> but you didn't use. You, you didn't go into hyper-warp speed space. No, I
2: had very specific instructions for my wife that I was not to turn the bike on. Right. So now I rode this as an actual... You just actual, drove it as a bike. Uh, as a cruiser, if you will, because it's a very comfortable seat.
0: Right. So now now it's here, and now I'm tempted. I am tempted. And I don't have a helmet, and I will I'll kill myself. Will you, do you have a helmet? I've got a size five-year-old helmet. No, well, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> we'll tell. Well, just keep it aren't we So... This is very exciting. Let me sort of go behind the curtain a little bit. We do a lot of ads, and not everything, we don't get everything. We just do the ads. Right. You know, I I try to steer clear of personal endorsements if I don't know the product. But I do know, for example, ButcherBox. I buy that every month. I do know Trade Coffee. I mean, I I know some things, and, and I'm happy to say how much I like certain things. Indochino, you bought three of their suits. That's right. So we are happy as a collective... To talk about it. Speaking of collective, Vincero, I'm wearing a Vincero watch right now. You oh, know, yeah. I have that. Michael has the Solo stove. I don't have the
2: Solo stove.
0: I never thought we'd actually get this bike, <laughs> and now we've gotten the bike. Well, you started. I'm very excited. I bet read. for it.
2: Michael, did you get the bike yet? What do so, you think was going to happen? I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for the bike. Yeah. I was I was so excited. Walker looked he went up to the window and saw me riding off into the hills <laughs> as I just came up your, uh, to your house and we got to watch the red zone. So but weren't you tempted is it a do you press a, a button There is a go power in? button. Uh, and then
0: you just go right you take off you shoot backwards you like <laughs> Fly back, <laughs> right? That's what I assume. Again, it's it's like like Chuck Yeager. Yeah. You, you got to be yeah, yeah Chuck Yeager. You,
2: you got to be careful when you uh, when you bring in the turbo boost.
0: So, and 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 it's
2: fully charged. Fully charged. And it came
0: fully assembled and folded. Everything they yeah. said.
2: It was easy. It was easy to unfold and get it set up. It is, you know, it's it is heavy enough that it's you know the first time you take it out of the box, you might need a you you might need a second set of hands. But it's light enough that I think you could. I think most people could get this into. You know a trunk or a small space if you're trying to you know take up less room and you think that i should take it to delaware well, I would not have you drive and use it in Delaware
0: it. and go to go to
2: Allen's house. Put it in the trunk and take it yes, to Delaware. Yes, I would not have you go over the Bay Bridge with this. Why well, I wouldn't do that. Well, <laughs> though it, it charge, it would get over there. Yeah. Um, and that, yes, you could. I'm trying to think. If you could stop at Kent Island, recharge as you're making it out 404. But, but yeah,
0: but then I have to carry a charger with me. I have to carry a long extension cord. How long? Mm. Like a ten mile extension cord. How long?
2: I don't know how to do that. Mm, I sort of thought it would be. Like I mean, a I don't understand how the toothbrush sort of works. For you.
0: <laughs> Right? So how could I yes, know? Yes, how- if you
2: were if you're running errands out at the beach, uh, going up and down was pretty flat. I think it would be uh, next summer sightings. Tony Kornheiser on the electric, on the electric e-bike. On electric e-bike, yes. Do you think Alan has one of those? I hope he does. Just no. cruising through Dewey. <laughs> yeah. We could, uh, we could get you one with tandem you know, seats on it i'm excited about this so they do make a they do make a kid's seat in the back Again, oh they do I, i've been instructed i'm not allowed to get that yeah, that's, that's oh, you can't because you'll lose one of the kids they'll fly <laughs> off just showing up to preschool as i'm spinning out on one of those <laughs> right. yes.
0: washington is now a city made safe for bicycles and by that i mean they allow these stupid things in the middle of the road every single road yeah which is insane that's yeah. insane That's bending over backwards in a way that's actually insane. It's going to hurt the commerce of the city. You know, you can have your own lane, but now you see signs everywhere, bicycles allowed in all lanes. Yeah. You know, you think, do you think drivers of trucks are happy about that? Because I don't think they are. (laughs) Probably not. I don't think they are.
3: Now, does the bike come with all the accessories like the
2: Subaru and the Thule? Oh, there's, yeah, there's a roof rack. (laughs) Um, There's a nice little growler on the back. Did you, when you used it as a bicycle, when was the last time you were actually on a bicycle? A real bicycle or like a Peloton? It's been at least no, no, something you take out in the street. At least ten years. So would you nervous? Um, you know what they say? It's just like riding a bike. Yeah, uh, that actually held true though. I had to take wide curves as if I was uh, skiing down a steep hill. Where would you get a helmet? That's Is a good there a question. helmet
0: store? Is I'm there? A, sure. Does yeah.
2: electric e-bikes do
3: they make? I I would don't assume if, they make helmets. Don't know if they do, but I'm sure we can acquire a helmet fairly easily. Yeah, I can get easily. a helmet. Yeah. There's bike stores around. There's there's Lightning always bolt helmet. Jeff Bezos' little store, Amazon. I think they've probably got bike helmets. Okay,
0: so here's an example because I haven't been on a bicycle in fifty years. Okay? Right. Here's an example of me having no idea what a what a bicycle helmet costs. If you told me a bicycle helmet costs either thirty dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars I would not know. I would not know. 30 or 150. I think you get a helmet for either of those prices. It
2: depends what you're using it for.
0: Well, what, to hold plants? I mean, what am I using it for? I'm using it to put on my head when I get on a bike. Right, bicycle. but there'd be
2: different ratings as to what, you know, what amount of protection it's going to provide for you. If you're, if you're, say, doing a daily commute through real traffic, you're going to want something that's rated a bit differently than just you know, riding around town. What was your price range?
0: I said, if you told me it was either 30 or 150 I would not know. If you want to give me $150, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. How much is it? $50, 60 $20. That's all it is, but that's <laughs> got to be made out of junk. Well,
2: here's one for 27 that's made $50. out of a
0: bird's nest. No, this that's is- That's
2: the helmet we
3: get for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm looking through. I, most of them around 20 dollars yeah, really. That's what I'm saying. Even
0: the good ones made out of corrugated plastic his, or whatever that means. Here's one, I for, love the
2: word corrugated. I don't how about, know what how it about means. How about the ones with the little visors on them?
3: Uh, this one looks like it has a visor. That's thirty-seven ninety-nine. That might be a high-end. or a visor, so you can look like Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Well, this is this is what it looks like
0: right there for those
3: of you looking on News Channel Eight. Yeah. yeah. How about that power
0: play? That looks nice. <laughs> that looks nice. That looks like um, one of the helmets in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. Okay. It does all right. We'll take a break. This has been exciting. I haven't. <laughs> well, I am. I don't own it. Michael owns it. I'm. I, we own it.
2: We own it. Yeah, the Nigel, show owns it. The show owns it. Nigel's let's ride it. Let's force
0: Nigel to ride it
2: and see <laughs> what. Let's happens. see how far he can go from his house on one single charge. Okay. Yeah. Let's see how that works. It's been a while since we'll I've, be back. Been on a bike <laughs> with Michael Wilbon. I'm Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network.
0: This is sent to us by Sean, who writes, I'm so excited to be submitting these songs to you. I've been a loyal listener for many years. Mornings with the pod, afternoons with PTI. It's been a lifelong dream of mine to write and record music. I dragged my feet like a pro until you all began showcasing new music on the podcast. I would listen every show right to the end and would enjoy the two songs from whichever lucky artist followed Michael or Nigel's instructions to submit. My daughter, Sydney, sings on these tracks with me. She's a first-year student at the University of San Francisco and records the harmonies in her dorm room, then sends them to me. Here's the thing. Even if you don't choose to play these songs, you've already fulfilled my dream. I'm recording more and more and will be releasing on Spotify this month. I wouldn't have done it had you not lit the fire under me. Can't thank you enough for this and all the wonderful entertainment. Best, Sean. We call ourselves Mind Rip. It's not a great name, but so many were already taken. Sean and Sydney Tweedley. This is called While We All Sleep. And it plays in Michael Wilbon. They'll have another song later in the show. So as people know, because I say this all the time to Wilbon, I start writing questions down from the college games, and then I write questions down from the pro games. And week after week after week, the first set of pro games always provides two or three fabulous endings. The New England ending was just fabulous yesterday. The Philadelphia ending was fabulous yesterday, even though I was rooting for Jeff Saturday. Um, but everything is trumped by Kirk Cousins thinking the joint out. This is your division. You pay attention to this division. Uh, he's, he's Whatever you said about the Chargers for 10 years is double for Kirk Cousins. He put him in a big situation. This is what happens, right?
4: Well, Tony, he had a bad game. Yes. I, I'm not making any you know, reversal decisions about Kirk Cousins yet. He had a bad game. Who hasn't had a bad game? Brady had bad games this year. Rodgers has had bad games. Yes. I mean, even Mahomes had one. Yes. Josh Allen had a couple. Yes. So, I mean, he had a bad game. You you, you live to wait on Kirk Cousins to, like, just mess up. Yes. I, I don't. I don't have that view of Kirk Cousins. First of all, Kirk Cousins... I, I'm not expecting him to be Roger Staubach. I'm not expecting that. Right. So the Vikings are. What are the Vikings? Eight and two?
0: They were eight and one and playing at okay. home.
4: So they're eight and two. So they, who, let me ask you this: They got Who's beat undefeated? by
0: a hundred.
4: Who's undefeated?
0: Nobody at the moment.
4: So I mean, I'm sorry. The Cowboys lost last week in Lambeau to a team that's under 500. Yes. So this is a college football. This is not, you know, Nick Saban beating up on. Who they beat up on Saturday?
3: Austin P.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, so this is not that. So pros are going to lose. I don't care how great you are. They're yeah, going to lose. They Everybody are. out there got, got – the, the, the eventual Super Bowl team has losses right now. I'm not saying this will be Kirk Cousins. I'm not. I'm not. Right. But I think the Vikings are pretty good. They got slammed. They got slammed. But let's see if they can come back. Let's see how they come back. If, if, if Kirk Cousins in this regular season goes – 12 and 5. Be pretty good, right?
0: Yes, it would be pretty good, except that I would tell you that three of the five are going to be in feature games where you go, this is, this is the sort of test on Kirk Cousins. That's what I would I, say. I don't
4: See, I don't... Okay. I don't, it, it, the, 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 here's the test. In the playoffs, what does he do? Look, I'll slam him if he comes up small in the playoffs. But at 8 and 2... Okay. I, I don't, so who out there am I not going to look at a little suspiciously? Philly still—they almost lost yesterday. They should have lost.
0: They—you know what? I—I um, I confess I was rooting for Jeff Saturday just because I would love to have seen him go undefeated. And you—you you say to yourself, "Wow, that's that's so crazy." Jalen Hurts—the play of the game was the quarterback draw. Yes, it was. Oh my, was that was a great, great play? I don't know if that was a called play or he just saw it. Yeah. But he made the play of the game right there, right?
4: Yes, he, he did. He—he oh. he, he just team—he he won. If, he won the if, game. If they had lost that game, everybody would be you know, so cynical about the Eagles today with two straight losses. That's right. But I mean the Eagles aren't the you know, they're not the seventy two dolphins.
0: No, they're, they're
4: not. not. No, they're not. So so who doesn't have something that you look at and say, eh so so therefore they're, they're going to be losses. And Kirk Cousins is gonna lose a couple of more does it mean the Vikings are no good. Not to me. Okay. Not to me. But I, you,
0: and you pay attention because they're in your division. I, yeah, watch
4: them. They're going to lose some more t- I told you last week on this fine program that they're going to lose. They're going to lose to the Lions. They're going to lose to the Bears. They're going to the, they're, they're, they're gonna lose. I believe games. nobody Everybody's
0: is getting in the playoffs with fewer than three losses. That's right. I believe that. I, I, we, I certainly we, believe we, that.
4: We agree. You and I see this the same way. No, I do. Just don't it's see just him that way. We, in terms of getting there. I'm I'm going in expecting losses.
0: Yeah, there's only well, I don't know if there's only two, but the Hurts play, he makes that play, and Lamar Jackson makes that play, and you know, and maybe your boy makes that play, Justin Fields
4: made that play already this year. Maybe he makes that
0: play, but that interception was terrible. That was terrible.
4: This is what he's got to learn how not to do, and he's got to learn that he doesn't have to try to win the game by himself. This is not college, right? He, he, the previous drive to tie the game before they you know, gave up a quick touchdown, the, the previous drive, Tony, he went down the way an old veteran quarterback went. He, he couldn't run because he dinged up, as they say, and he made three or four great passes, extending plays and making passes and putting them in position to tie the game. Right. And then he, and it coming out, I said to Matthew, he's going to throw a pick.
0: Oh, it was terrible. Because he's
4: young, and this is what It was what a he, floater. It was just—it wasn't—it
0: yeah. had no chance. Three right. different people could have could have made that interception.
4: Yeah, but, but here's the thing. This is—he's still in his second year. And he— That's right. He didn't start all the games last year. So he's going to have that. That's why I could see not the play and the way the play went down, but him—I could anticipate— Correctly, yeah. him thinking he had to do everything by himself, and that's a typical of a you know second year kid who has so much talent in his body that he can make those plays like Hertz made early in the game. He, he was he was really good for half, and then he had a bad half. Yeah. And is he going to have that? Yes. Am I going to think less of him because he has a bad half? No. Is he going to have a bad half next week? Probably, but there's not you know. How many, how many quarterbacks out there right now ha- haven't had a bad game? Maybe Mahomes, maybe. But I think Mahomes had one early.
0: No, that they all have they all have bad games. I know you like defense. You always talk about defense. You always, because you grew up in Chicago, you're going to talk about defense. This is like, you like apples? How about them apples? <laughs> Jets, Patriots. That game uh, stunk, right? Yeah, it wasn't. That was that game stunk until the end,
4: until the final, until the play that mattered.
0: Yes, final, fabulous.
4: fabulous. I was watching. I had that on. I don't. I don't know why I had that on. Maybe because other games were over and I was disgusted with the Bears. And I click over to that, and when he feels the punt, it took only took like three seconds to say this: they're going to be the Jets. They're going to be the Jets because and now that people act like that final block wasn't a big thing. That guy. That is, is a, moron. a big thing.
0: That is a big thing, and that and the league said it was. He came at him from the side. No, they he call didn't. That
4: all the time in, in games. On yes.
0: Yeah, that was do. a terrible play because the guy's ahead of the field. What the are guy's you doing, a moron? Yeah.
4: Isn't you that... can see it. You can see the play. You know your guys ahead. If nothing else, if he gets tackled, so what? You're going to win the game with a field goal with five seconds left. Moron.
0: Yeah. Let me get to something else. We've done this podcast for a lot of years, football podcasts. I don't know that you and I have ever, I don't know that we've ever had the question I'm about to ask you now this late in the season. What do you make of Washington?
4: I I think they're pretty good.
1: Really? Last
4: week, when they manhandled Philly, and I mean manhandled, I told you that game was so, their performance last week was so impressive. It spoke to some discipline, which that franchise
1: team haven't
4: had. Never has. It spoke to toughness, mental toughness. It spoke, to, it spoke to intellect. It spoke to things. When they went there and beat Philly like that, it spoke to a lot of stuff. Now, that spoke to a lot of things. Beating Houston doesn't speak to anything.
0: No, Definitely. but that's a game you don't. have to win because you've yeah. just won a big game. You have to yeah. win that game, and yeah, they wanted to handle it.
4: you win that one, not right. Philly. Right, right. So I'm just like I'm not going down on Kirk Cousins, I'm not going to launch on beating Houston, but I think that, I think that they are as good right now as any team in the NFC.
0: Wow. So you can, you can see them in the playoffs.
4: Yeah. Wow. Yes. Now, now here's a problem. You know, Heineke is a guy that everybody loves to watch and root for.
0: Yeah, but he's not that good.
4: Is Okay, but is he good enough? Is he, don't know. Is he, okay, so there, that, that's the, why know. I fall in love, if you, if you really believe that. Right. I think I believe that, but I believe that, see, they can play defense. They do defend. And they are not, they, they don't, in the last few weeks, they haven't done anything stupid. So many teams are stupid. And so many teams have head coaches I don't believe in. Like, while there's so few quarterbacks out there, there are a few quarterbacks just, I don't know, 12 to 15, they're not 15 head coaches I believe in. Now, I don't know that I believe in Rivera at the highest level. I am biased toward Rivera, and you know why. You
0: watched him play with the Bears. He, yes, I understand. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, I'm biased he's towards a Jeff Saturday because we've had him on life. the show. I mean, you know, it's it's personal stuff. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah.
4: But But right now... They look pretty. Different. Would I take them? So when do they play the Cowboys?
0: Don't know. They got to play the Cowboys and the Giants again. I'm sure. I'll
4: take. I'll take them against the Giants. Right.
0: Oh sure. We can stop and let with me, the Giants. Let me. See, and the let, me Jets. let me see what it. Ha-
4: let me see how it feels coming into the Cowboys. I may take them against the Cowboys too. You know. I don't. I don't. Cowboys
2: nope. to end the season. Giants December. 4th, the Cowboys December 18th. Are the last game. Yeah.
4: Well, that's too bad.
2: That might be a playoff game.
4: Um, but it, it, it more likely will be the Cowboys resting people and, and, okay. and, and the Washington's having to win to get in or something like that or, or maintain a spot. But it's not like they're going to play in two weeks and you're going to look at it and say, okay, here we go. That The last week is 50-50. The game won't even matter. Right.
3: So so as Michael said, yeah, they played the Giants on the on the 4th and the 18th. They have a bye in between. So in essence, they played the Giants twice in a row. Good. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Giants at Giants bye, then home against the Giants. Awesome. Yeah, then
4: you can, you know, you know, and you know, yeah, there's so many stupid slogans. Who are the people who come out and say, this is Beast Week? <laughs> I don't this know. is Statement March Saturday. I, just yeah. want to, I, I would like to fly to Bristol in a meeting, walk in and say, are you the people who came up with Beast Week and, and, and Statement Saturday? You're fired. You're all fired. <laughs> yeah. Get out.
0: The one game that I had, and I pulled this game, and I, I, I'm so happy I got this one right, and I did get this one right, Lions beating Giants. Yeah. Lions have now won three games in a row, and except for a really stinking dog-like performance against New England where they got shut out, yeah, they're interesting to watch. They're exciting.
4: They're exciting to watch. They, they
0: are watch. exciting to watch. And, yeah. and now we can stop talking about the Giants and the Jets for a while, which is where we should have been eight weeks ago because they're not very good. Did you watch, did you watch any of the college games? Did you watch the TCU ending?
4: Did you? Um, no. Oh. I, no. I, Saturday I was in Chicago and did other stuff. Um right. and I did not go to my high school game too because hot, it was too freezing cold. Yeah. and we lost on the last play of the game oh. in the state semifinal on a walk off field goal by oh. the other
0: team. Oh. That's so our kids are
4: crushed. Um lost by two. We were up one on the final play of the game. So that's a you know, a bummer. Um although I had a couple people text me, who were Ignatius grads, alums like I am, and they said, when did we become a, a jock school?
0: What, is that, you were never a jock school, right? We were never
4: a jock school. We have, in the, in the last 10 months, we got to the state semifinals in basketball and then finished, won the consolation game by beating Simeon High School.
0: Oh, that's basketball a big-time high school. power of the Midwest. Right, that's... For years. Right.
4: 30 years. Derrick Rose School. And where I grew up, and we beat, and we got to the state finals in football. Are you kidding me? I don't know what is. I don't know what's going on there,
1: other than having.
4: We got clearly some great coaching and the athletic director who knows what he's doing. And in some of the girls' sports, we get to. Um, my nephew Jordan played on the state finalist in baseball five years ago. He's a senior. in, Four years ago, he's a senior in college now. So four years ago, we got to the. He got my nephew got to the state finals in baseball. Tony, I'm not talking about. For Class Two A, right? I'm talking about playing against the big boppers. So anyway, I didn't go because it was like it's essentially with the wind it's like eight degrees and the snow. It looked like a game in Green Bay, and I I went out. But I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to a lot of stuff. That I did for me on Saturday. The only thing I cared about in live time was watching um, Caleb Williams and watching USC. And he it. Don't, People who say, well, he could be leading the Heisman race,
1: you're morons,
4: too. Because those people who haven't been watching could be leading. Here's the important stat about him. When he threw an interception early in the game that basically sent his team down 14-0, it was the first points off turnovers, USC, so meaning him, he had given up all season. That was his third pick. I think he's got 34, 35 touchdown passes. Once again, third pick. And he comes back and throws for 470 yards and wins the game.
0: He does. they got a... He's a local...
4: is a D.C. kid, Gonzaga High School's own. Yeah. He is the best quarterback in the country. And if you're paying attention, yes, better than the poor Tennessee kid who got hurt, and I hate that. Better than... He's the best play. He plays within a authority and a presence that you go, my God. Have you seen the North Carolina
0: range. kid who everybody talks about? Have yeah, you seen he's him? He's
4: not, he's, not, he's not this kid. He's not okay. Caleb Williams.
0: Yeah, I haven't Caleb seen Williams
4: him. Caleb Williams is great. USC is ranked fifth. Right. And then they got a big game. They play Notre Dame. And this is the first time that game has been this big in a lot of years.
0: I agree with that.
4: I can't wait for that game. That game is Saturday. This Saturday. So if I was in, the, if I was in Chicago this weekend for Thanksgiving, I won't be. I would try to score a couple, and go to that.
0: Oh, it's at Notre Dame. Oh, you know what?
4: I don't know that. I I, just, I shouldn't say that. I, I'm presuming, it's at Notre Dame. Maybe, uh-huh. it is. but that. But this this kid, he's the kid that I pay attention to, and um, I'm really happy for a local kid who is you know the star athlete from the high school that now my son yeah. attends and plays for. Uh, it's really really exciting to watch, and, he, and he's I've, I've met him. I've, I've talked to his dad it's just easy to root for and that's very 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 exciting for me
0: all righty all right i'll talk to you later good for you that you're excited i'll talk Absolutely. to you later all right Tom. michael wilbon boys and girls celebrated a birthday on saturday very interesting i had fun writing a script on the pti show making fun of him that he lost all his money in cryptocurrency who couldn't <laughs> see that coming hello it's tulips It's tulips, kids. (laughs) We'll take a break. Pat Forty will join us. We will talk about college football in great depth with Pat. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony
5: Kornheiser
1: Show.
0: Once again, this is Sean and Sydney Tweedley. Who call themselves Mind Rip, M I M I N D R I P P? This is called Out in the Sea. Michael, if people who listen to the show have always had the dream of submitting music to the show,
2: as Sean Tweedley did, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornizershow.com. And are we selling anything? TK Gobble, still active at Johnny O, very excited for your new dinner jacket.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to get a jacket. Uh, Sounds great. And a pair of uh, pants with lining to walk the dog in. That's... Pretty excited about that. That's yeah, nice. Pretty excited about that. Pat Forty joins us now. We just had Wilbon on. Wilbon with his ode to Caleb Williams. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I'm going to get it out of the way. Wilbon insists that Caleb Williams will win the Heisman, that he is the best quarterback in the country. He roots for him because he is a D.C. kid, goes to, went to Gonzaga High School Started playing for Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma and now moved out with Lincoln Riley to USC. You would know better than I, is he the best quarterback in the country?
1: I think he is. Um, you know, I, I've been really just dazzled by what he's done last year and this year. And uh, I think it's pretty evident how much he's helped elevate USC's program since he's gotten there. Uh, he makes hard plays happen a lot uh, that other people just can't make you know his combination of his athleticism uh his intelligence his 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 bravery to take on big plays too uh you know i mean he's he's the whole package i think and uh still has to play another year of college before he can even go to the nfl so I would give him an edge over C.J. Stroud, over Bryce Young, uh, over Hendon Hooker, who unfortunately got Got hurt. hurt, You know, so what about the right now? I'll give you two others:
0: the North Carolina kid and the TCU kid. Are they in the mix?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, It's interesting. As I am writing about this literally right now, uh, just how this feels like a pretty wide open Heisman year. Usually by now, everybody's kind of decided. It's going to be this guy, Uh, and I don't think we're near that decision at this point. You know, if C.J. Stroud throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns against Michigan, that could change things. If Blake Corum comes in for Michigan and runs for 150 yards and three touchdowns, that could change things. Uh, Drake May for North Carolina is outstanding. I mean, he looks like a guy who's going to be the number one pick two years from now. Uh, He's great, Uh, so I... I wouldn't discount him and Max Duggan from TCU is outstanding as well. I mean, that whole team, what they've done has been incredible.
0: I watched a lot of college football on Saturday. I didn't think Stroud was very good at all. I mean, Ohio State, Maryland, you know, I I didn't. Let me get to this. The top four is not going anywhere, right? All four had close games, and so there's not going to be any movement in the order of the top four, right?
1: Uh, No, I don't think so. Really, the, the, you know, the only thing that really happened over the weekend was just that, uh, that Tennessee bowed out. Yes. You know?
0: Yes, so, that, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Because that – well, first let's talk about the game. They didn't just bow out. They got killed. They got killed by South Carolina, which was, I think, a 500 team at that point. Speaking of quarterbacks who fly around, Spencer Rattler – started out, if I'm not mistaken, with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma and got beat out by Caleb Williams, if I'm not mistaken. But they got drummed, Pat.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that that defense finally got exposed. It it had been shaky all season. Uh, I mean, Alabama did score 49 on them. Uh, Georgia was on their way to scoring 40, I think. And then it started raining and they fumbled the ball once and Kirby Smart just said, that's it, we're tucking it in. Uh, so that that defense is not very good, and we're starting to see it now. Spencer Rattler—that's the best game I've ever seen him play by far. Uh, he, you know, he's been very much up and down, but uh, he looked like the real deal uh, Saturday. But he was also again playing this pretty soft defense.
0: Well, what makes this interesting, and so I would ask you this: now the numbers five, six, and seven are very interesting. If Alabama is one of them, it's a two-loss Alabama team. But this is going to be. If there's movement, if TCU were to lose, TCU would still only be a one-loss team. You have to remember that. They only have one loss even if they lose. Clemson is ahead of USC now. We have talked about geographical distribution, and you have said a number of times they don't seem to care about that, doesn't seem to be important. What's your five, six, and seven, and what are your various scenarios for who gets in if one of the four teams drops out?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd go 5-USC, 6-LSU, 7-Clemson, personally. Wow! Yeah. I, I just, I've, gosh, I feel like I've watched a lot of this Clemson team. I just don't think they're that good. You know, they're so workmanlike on offense. Their defense is, is quite good. But, you know, I just don't think, I don't think they've played a great schedule. Uh, they were absolutely beaten to a pulp by Notre Dame. Uh, and yeah. Notre Dame is not vintage Notre Dame, that's for sure. Right? Uh, I think they, they better Clemson better be ready for South Carolina. South Carolina could take out another team here this weekend. So, uh, yeah, but I think USC at five and getting to play Notre Dame and then perhaps playing Oregon, they've got two big chances to further improve the resume and be the top one loss team uh, when all is said and done, and that includes either Ohio State or Michigan, which will have a loss.
0: Are they that good? Are they good enough, in your opinion, USC? Are they good enough?
1: Yeah, I mean, their, their defense is weak, you know? Yeah. What, what, I'm, what I, I fear is they're the fourth seed, Georgia's the first seed, and Georgia just beats them like a drum. Right. You know? But that may happen no matter who the fourth seed is. So uh, I, I just I, I don't see... Like, that that would just be a physical pounding because Georgia is is that last bastion of just brutal football. You know, I mean, they want to punish people, and I think they would punish that USC defense pretty badly. Let me go
0: into the Clemson thing because, if I'm not mistaken, Clemson is 5 now and USC is 7 now. Do you think, you know people on, those, on that committee, you know how these things work, would they vault, all things being equal, and they're both one-loss teams, Clemson and... USC would that committee take them from seven and put them to five or four
1: I don't well not maybe not yet right I bet they move up one spot I would not be surprised if they move up to six and then they beat Notre Dame you move up another spot and then you know you beat Oregon say in the Pac-12 championship game and you solidify your position so I, I still think the the path is there for USC because they're going to play two better games than Clemson's going to play.
0: Who's Clemson playing? Oh, so, the yeah, the ACC championship is not going to be good.
1: Right. It's against North Carolina, which, boy, talk about teams with bad defenses. They, they certainly apply there. And I, I do appreciate Georgia Tech at least ending any possible charade of North Carolina making the playoffs because that's not a very good team.
0: I, I mean, if you look around at what happened on the weekend, well, I, I need to ask you this because I, I watched... I watched the last 10 minutes of TCU, and I said earlier in this show, whoever is a special teams coach at TCU should have his contract ripped up today, and he should get double the salary to get that field goal team out there. How do you call a run on third down? How do you do that?
1: I don't know. That (laughs) that was pretty shocking. Uh, I, I mean, they... According to Sonny Dykes, the whole thing was just to get the ball in the middle of the field because so, that's where the kicker wanted it. But holy moly, you were taking a chance there. Uh, that that was that was putting your field goal team in in the absolute maximum duress, and they came through brilliantly. I mean, that was fantastic to watch. That that was truly the way you coach it in practice, and and for them to to do it, and the kicker to come out there and he didn't you know he didn't mark off his steps or anything. was he ready to go. Out, stood there. Two steps, boom, winner. It was, it was tremendous.
0: I watched that, and, and, you know, I know as much about football as the next guy, unless the next guy's Mel Gibson. It's an old joke by Ricky Gervais. But, um, you know, I'm watching this, and I go, what? Like you're running on third down, and then you see a bunch of these fat guys run out onto the field in absolute tight formation. That was – you're 100% right, that, and that's why I said that. Totally coached. Totally coached, but you – gotta be kidding me running on third down
1: yeah I, I mean like with the entire season on the line yes i, just, I mean it was like uh reckless or confident and or poised or crazy I, I don't know what it was but uh i would not have done that that would not have been my play call
0: no not at all um okay <laughs> let me go back because tennessee is out and, and so now we talk about usc and you have to talk about lincoln riley he goes out there uh, and and immediately. and You know, let's look at immediate impact. Immediate impact, of course, is Brian Kelly has immediate impact. Not as much as this guy because Brian Kelly's got two losses. Now, if they beat Georgia, that's a whole different deal. But this guy's got one loss. He shuffles quarterbacks. He signed. I thought I read that he signed some great quarterback and didn't matter. He brought Caleb, Caleb Williams with him. He got rid of Spencer Rattler. He seems to be a cruel guy in the sense that he knows exactly what he wants, and if you're not it, goodbye. Is that his reputation?
1: Um, I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't really gotten that vibe. Uh, I mean, I just think Spencer Rattler was beaten out by Caleb Williams, right. and that was it, you know. I mean, Spencer Rattler was a five-star kid who wasn't going to sit around and sit on the bench, so he was He was going. And I thought that it was pretty clear that Caleb Williams was better than he was. So, you know, that was that. But to your point, it's really wild right now, Tony, that six of the top 13 teams in the AP poll have first-year coaches. So, wow. there's, I mean, there was some high-stakes hires, and people nailed it. You've got Lincoln Riley. You've got Brian Kelly. You have Dan Lanning at uh, Oregon. You have Kalen DeBoer at Washington. Uh, Marcus Freeman has now gotten right at the ship at Notre Dame and right. they're in the top 15. Right. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, I, and I went back through a decade that we've never had six in the, in the entire top 25 at the end of the season. So some people, uh, some people made some really good hires, but Lincoln Riley, I agree with you is the creme de la creme of, of the instant impact guys. And he just, he hammered the transfer portal. It wasn't just Caleb Williams. their their top two running backs are transfers two receivers uh their leading tackler their number one cornerback so i mean they they built this team on the fly from the portal it's very cool to watch
0: it it it, you know college football is very cool to watch it's not pro football it's not going to get those kinds of ratings but it's cool to watch and then they're just going to ruin it with 12 teams it's just (laughs) stupid we've gone through that it's stupid thank you pat
1: My pleasure, Tony.
0: Thank you. Pat Forty, boys and girls. We'll take a break. Email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. It's such an honor that the Mizzou Marching Band does that. Do you want to do the Bethesda Bagels ad, please?
3: Yes, Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to Beth- BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. Sandwiches area. too yeah Very excited. Sandwiches. Very All excited about that. All for you. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, by oh, the way. Can I, can I say the shout out to uh, uh, Will from Alabama, who is in line at yeah. Bethesda Bagels, doesn't live here, just came in because we, we talk about it. So it was great to meet you, Will. Hope you enjoyed your bagels. I'm sure you did. How
0: was uh, the onion bagel? <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, let me just give the schedule for
2: people who are still with us. Oh, you don't want a surprise?
0: No, I was going to say we're going to we're going to drop a show on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, we're going to do it, and and most of you will hate your family by ten or eleven in yeah. the morning.
2: What? <laughs> <And laughs> so put me down in that camp. You're yes. going to be
0: happy. You're going to be happy. We're doing a show. We're going to do one Thanksgiving morning. That's just about it for us. Oh, and Friday as well, right? Friday as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the mailbag, let me say. Well, I could have been an actor, but I wound up here. I just have to look good. I don't have to be clear. Come and whisper in my ear. Give us dirty laundry. That's Don Henley. <laughs> um, I can't get wasted time out of my head Dude, all weekend long by Don Henley. Right so. Don Henley's great. Yes. I mean, I know nobody likes him. <laughs> I know he's... nobody likes playing with him. I know no, nobody likes him on any level. <laughs> so I good. don't know him. He's just great. Thanks to our guests today, Michael Wilbon and Pat Forty. Thanks to today's sponsors, Indochino and Wondery. That's Men in Blazers. And remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. For Thursday,
2: we're going old school for you with the Pepperidge Farms uh, dressing.
0: Oh, I love that.
2: Yeah. I love that. That'd be great. Savory sausage. Yeah, sausage stuffing. I got the cubed one to put on top.
0: That's so good. This is from Greg Garcia. So let me get this straight. According to Jason Singer, an actor whose portrayal of Clark on the show Shameless was spellbinding. (laughs) It seems that Joe Ippolito's Gazebo Christmas movie might be a direct ripoff of The Christmas Thief on the Refugee Hallmark Network. I mean, if you're going to steal, steal from the best, right? I think Woody Allen said that. Or maybe he said, if you're going to stray from your marriage, why leave the house? Either way, I will still give Joe a tip of the hat and admit that his email describing a vision of a possible future could be close to accurate. Me sitting at a desk, staring at a black computer, blank computer screen, a picture of Margot Martindale. She's a great actress, by She's the way, and brilliant. she was in The Americans, and she was just great. Yes. And a Frost Bug state diploma on the wall behind me, <laughs> Melissa Etheridge delivering mail address to dead Burt Reynolds, even me reading the front page of Variety to learn that Joe ran with his gazebo idea and somehow dodged the lawyers at the Ion Network to become the hottest thing in Hollywood. It's all entirely possible. But me hearing a knock on the door and sprinting downstairs hoping for a sorely needed royalty check? (laughs) Sorely needed? Please. I let the royalty (laughs) checks pile up and use them for kindling in my solo stove. Greg Garcia. Just fantastic. Love Greg. From Cliff Churgin. And he writes, Jerusalem. Duh. Please tell Matt if he's trying to get to Hashem Schwarmer along Ben Zakai Street, he is, as the French say, Fakat. He's better off walking. If he's heading out of town, he should be able to take Agnon without a problem. Also tell him that Shaman is pretty good shawarma, but Akka, a.k.a. in the market, is the best shawarma. Can I be the official... Uh, Israeli tour guide of the show, absolutely, absolutely, yeah Shawarma, I don't have that. I don't. I've never had that. Have you had that, Michael? Yeah, I
2: had that. I had that shawarma in the market. What is that? What is shawarma for you? It would, it would just look like a grilled something. Usually, this is going to be cubed, uh, often chicken for you. maybe oh, okay. Ground lamb. So ground it's not. Chicken. It's not falafel, which I don't really like. Well, you can have that as well. I'm not a falafel. A falafel not, guy. No, not particularly. What are your thoughts on pickled veg? Like the little pickled red onion yeah I don't go for that have you,
0: I don't go for have that how about bananas I hate bananas <laughs> hate pumpkins uh, from Steve the Sycophant I finally had a David Aldridge moment this Saturday during a concert at the Virginia Music Educators Association Conference in Richmond Charlie Burtz was announced as the guest conductor Charlie Burtz I know him I just heard you read his email about an upcoming birthday on his podcast. Now, maybe I should mention Charlie and I were playing side-by-side in the Fairfax Wind Symphony trumpet section before he we went to the podium, but I don't believe it takes away from the David aldridge of the moment. Charlie conducted great, by the way. Isn't that nice? That's fantastic. We have a uh, haiku for tulips from Shad. for investment, <laughs> monopoly money, or cryptocurrencies. I, it, how did they... How Don't did know. this
3: happen? Yes, I've been reading more. To How try did and understand it happen?
0: It? How did they let it happen? How can there be no regulation when you're asking people to just send you money? Billions. How can there be no regulation on that? From Bobby Godfrey. In discussing Jeff Bezos possibly buying the Commanders on Friday, you wondered whether a billion dollars was a hundred million dollars or a thousand million. It is a thousand million. Okay. But even knowing that, People often have a hard time conceptualizing just how much more a billion is than a million. So here is something that might help. A million seconds is about 11 and a half days. A billion seconds is just over 31 and a half years. Okay, so if you are a billionaire... You you you're loaded. Uh, you're doing, and well. if you have a hundred billion dollars, yeah, how much for your stinking football team? Yeah. Sure. I'll take, take that. it out of my pocket <laughs> from Curtis Long in both Phoenix and Dallas, which is hard to do. Yes, several months ago, you and Michael talked about how you were a secret Swifty. Well, let me correct this. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know what. Didn't even know what that was.
2: You said it about me. That's yeah, Taylor Swift. So, yeah, you were not involved with the Ticketmaster uh, debacle? I was not. Early access sales. Were you? Yeah, I couldn't use the code? No, I was not.
0: I shared that story with my daughter, and she got a kick from it. Last week, she announced to my wife and I she was going to buy tickets for Taylor's upcoming right, good tour. Good luck. And mentioned she was using SeatGeek to buy the tickets. And I said to her, you need to use the code. What code, she replied. Tony, I said. The woman to whom I'm related by marriage said, oh, brother. The tickets were purchased, code used, money saved. As part of her thanks, she wants to know if she can buy you a tour T-shirt. Please let us know. So she got in under the wire because it 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 well this would didn't be, go down
2: right. But if she was buying them on the secondary market, then it would be you know a different path than the the pre-release. Yeah, the pre-release with Ticketmaster was a total debacle. Like, because
0: everybody loves Taylor Swift and wants to buy. Right. And but also they, over
2: the years, you've had, you've had uh, <laughs> concert goers, concert buyers are not necessarily the fans. They, they want to go immediately to other markets. So oh, artists have tried they buy to, to, to make sell? Sure, yes, they can try and make sure that they're getting to the fans. Yeah, and there's oh. something with
3: Ticketmaster, I think,
2: jacking up prices or something like that. Oh, there's but an can, issue with maybe one company that runs all concerts <laughs> in Live Nation. So then we're happy that Curtis Long's daughter yes. got these tickets
0: if indeed there's a tour. Yeah. I mean... Well, I think there will be a tour, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. Also, he writes, I grew up in Phoenix, and since the 70s, it's a dust storm. <laughs> dust everywhere. That's it. Tell Will. You have a Bond. couple
2: albums she's never been able to tour. Can
0: I do one yeah. more? Of course. Okay. I got this a few weeks ago from Tony Schmidt in Belleville, Wisconsin. Dear Dr. Grandpa, I have a story that further demonstrates the connective tissue of this show and proves that nobody is safe from its influences. I'm a real estate agent in the Madison area. Recently, I helped a young couple buy a home about 100 yards from their current home, and during our talks, it came up that Ms. Beyer was from the south side of Chicago and even attended the alma mater of one Michael Wilbon, St. Ignatius, where she was class of 2005. And if that's where the story ended, that would be enough, but there's more. Before closing, we met the sellers of the home, and it came out they, too, were from the south side, and that Mr. Seller also attended Ignatius and was classed in 1959 when it was an all-boys school. So there I was, listening to these two Ignatius grads, separated by nearly 50 years, but both living on the same block, trade stories of hitching rides in the 50s to the north side each day for school for him, or piling into a friend's car and speeding uptown for her. I have to admit I was a little jealous of the gleam in their eyes as they waxed poetic about Chicago and Ignatius, departing with a truly adorable Go Wolf Pack, and it took every fiber of my being not to ruin the moment with a... Do you know Wilbon? If you're out on your bike time everyone, as always, do wear white.
1: We're not going to be f***ing this year.
2: We're the Stanley Cup champions.
5: Yeah!
0: <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex.
5: Sure